0: Today on the newscast, could natural gas spark a new Middle East war? Israel and the Kurds of northern Iraq have large natural gas deposits that they are looking to export, and Russia and Iran are not happy about it. Amir Sarfati Behold Israel is here with Breaking Analysis next folks. Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. Welcome back to Dallas. I'm in the Big D all this week for the launch of our brand new TBN show, Centerpoint. Now, if you missed it last night, 90 minutes strong of great cutting edge material from a Christian biblical perspective. Imagine that in 2022. That's what we are bringing you every night on the Centerpoint show on TBN, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Then it re-airs at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, every night, Monday through Friday, again, on TBN. Check it out, The Centerpoint Show. We think you're really going to like it. And one of the regions we will surely be talking about each night on the show is the world's most strategic and volatile region, yes, the Middle East. And we had a major event develop in the region over the weekend. I mentioned it briefly at the end of yesterday's newscast, but I wanted to touch on it today so that you are aware of it Uh, over the weekend those Iran-backed Houthi rebels of Yemen launched a massive attack against Saudi Arabia. The hybrid model that the Houthis have used so much, ballistic missiles and explosive-packed attack drones launched in waves against Saudi Arabia from Yemen. Now, they targeted an oil facility in Jeddah, which, by the way, was not far from where the Formula One race Uh, will take place. But this caused a huge blast, a massive inferno at this oil processing facility. Why should you care about this? Two reasons. Number one, it shows again how the Iran-backed, key term there, Iran-backed, that's who supplies, funds, and trains the Houthis and weaponizes them as well. The Houthis are very adept, this shows, at that hybrid model of ballistic missiles and attack drones, which can be used against Saudi Arabia. They've also used this model against United Arab Emirates in recent weeks, as we've covered here on the newscast. The UAE capital of Abu Dhabi has been targeted and there have been rumblings over the months that the Houthis may eventually try to target Israel as well. Remember, the Houthis are about 1,000 miles south of Israel in Yemen, but those drones and those missiles have pretty good range And there was a reason last year why Israel placed an Iron Dome missile defense battery in the southernmost Israeli city of Eilat. There is concern about the Houthis trying to broaden their reach with their attacks. Secondly, look, very simple. Oil and gas prices could skyrocket, and it will affect all of us, no matter where you live around the world, if a successful attack shuts down those Saudi oil processing facilities for a significant amount of time. A quick reminder, in September 2019, the attack on the Aramco facility by Iran, missiles and drones, shut down at least 5% of the world's oil supply for the better part of a day. And that was a harbinger, perhaps, God forbid, of things to come. If Iran really wanted to target those Saudi facilities, and talk about the timing right now. I'm here in America. Look, oil and gas prices are skyrocketing here in the United States right now, as a result largely, of course, of the Russia-Ukraine war. But if things break out in a major way in the Middle East, you will see those prices go to unheard of levels. Now, an update here on the alternatives to Russian natural gas, which is one of the triggers now for these skyrocketing prices. Europe, the United States want to wean off that Russian natural gas, But the problem is, especially in the case of Western Europe, they have become dependent on that Russian natural gas. Some 40% of Europe's natural gas is supplied by Russia, and now the Europeans have a conundrum. They don't want to do business with Vladimir Putin and take his gas because Putin basically can say, look, you don't like what I'm doing? Well, I'll shut off your gas in the middle of January. Not too pleasant of a prospect for the Europeans, so they're looking elsewhere for natural gas. Where are they looking? Israel is a possibility. We've discussed this, folks, over the months. Israel has large natural gas deposits off the coast of Haifa in the eastern Mediterranean that they are looking to export. Now, the East Med pipeline, you've heard about the Keystone pipeline, Nord Stream 2, and all the controversy surrounding them. But the East Med pipeline would travel from Israel through Cyprus into Europe and bring natural gas to the European continent. The Biden administration- Opposes this East Med pipeline just as they oppose the Keystone XL pipeline here in the United States, inexplicably, and just as Joe Biden lifted sanctions on Russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline traveling into Germany. Again, all inexplicable if you care about American interest, but I digress. Biden has opposed the East Med pipeline for environmental and economic concerns. The chief economic concern? would be that Turkey is not involved in it. And the administration doesn't want to anger Recep Erdogan, apparently. So that's one aspect of this. Another aspect with a breaking news element, that missile strike about a week and a half ago now, Iran, the Revolutionary Guards Corps claimed responsibility for this, launched 12 ballistic missiles from Iran into Erbil, the capital of Northern Iraq. A lot of reasons given uh, for the attack Was it in response to an Israeli drone attack that destroyed hundreds of Iranian drones on the ground in Iran? Others have said it was because of Israel's uh, takeout of two Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps officials in Syria. Might be a little bit of all of the above, the reasoning behind that Iranian attack, but another theory is emerging. Iraqi, Northern Iraqi officials in Kurdistan, where Erbil lies, are saying that Iran is not happy about the prospect of the Kurds becoming natural gas exporters. Apparently, the Kurds, again, that's an autonomous region, Iraqi Kurdistan in northern Iraq. I have spent time there. You've seen it on previous newscasts and Watchmen shows. But the Kurds are looking to export that natural gas to Turkey and Europe. And apparently, they've had discussions with the U.S. even about this. And Israel has apparently, reportedly at least, been involved in these discussions now iran is none too happy about this they do not want to see the kurds exporting oil and gas uh, to the west iran obviously a massive oil and gas exporter that drives their economy so those 12 ballistic missiles may have also been a message sent surrounding the kurds intentions to become natural gas exporters again russia is opening a void where the west is looking elsewhere to get that natural gas Could it be Iraqi Kurdistan? Uh, Could it be Israel? One thing is certain, folks, there will be fierce resistance from Russia and Iran. Iran, in the case of the Kurds, obviously, and Russia looking south will become very bitter if one of, again, the driving engines of the Russian economy is shut off the natural gas exports and all of a sudden Israel steps into the void, that East Med pipeline is revived and Israel becomes a natural gas exporter to Europe, essentially replacing Russia in some regards. Israel can't make up for all of that natural gas that Russia supplies, but they could make up for a good chunk of it. And guess what? Russia would be none too happy. This, and this, by the way, would take a while, the East Med pipeline, putting it together. This is not an overnight thing that I'm talking about, but long range, Israel could step into that breach. Now, something to remember in a prophetic, from a prophetic perspective, and we talked about this last week with our good friend Amir Sarfati of Behold Israel. That was Friday's newscast, uh, March 25th. Check it out right here in our archives under newscast. Amir talked about the hook in the jaw, the book of Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39, that war of Gog and Magog, a Russian-led Latter-day Confederation. The Bible talks about a hook in the jaw that pulls them south against Israel, could that hook in the jaw for Russia be natural gas? Here's a clip from my interview with Amir Sarfati talking about that possibility. Take a look. Ezekiel talks about a hook in the jaw that pulls Russia to the south. Could natural gas be a factor? Israel has these large deposits, obviously, in the Mediterranean. Europe is trying to wean itself off of Russian natural gas. Perhaps Israel can fill that void. Uh, what do you think of that?
1: As far as the natural gas is concerned, I also, just like you do, I believe this is exactly the hook in the jaw of Russia. Israel is very careful also not to become a, a an out out in the open competitor of Russia. So what we do, we sell more gas to Egypt, and Egypt is selling it to, uh, to Europe. Um, may I also remind you that the Israeli gas is a third of the price of the gas that the Europeans are paying. Um, this is why the Egyptians and the Jordanians, as much as their nations are not in love with the gas deal with Israel, the leaders are very much in love with that deal because we sell them the cheapest gas they can ever find in the world right now. But the time will come when Russia will see and identify that Israel is basically the supplier of all of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Russian economy is all about energy. It's coal, oil and gas. And if they cannot survive, they will do whatever it takes to uh to keep them, the, their head afloat above the water and, and including attacking Israel. Yeah. So I also, again, I believe, and I did a Middle East update on this subject a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I do believe that the hook in the jaw is indeed the, the natural gas of Israel and Russia will come to that realization when uh, when they see how the sanctions are are, are really affecting their economy.
0: Yeah, Amir, it's, it's so amazing to watch the prophetic time clock speed up. Even 10, 15 years ago, we wouldn't be talking about Israeli energy, Israeli natural gas right. as a factor here. But the way things are unfolding uh, year by year is amazing how things are speeding mm-hmm. up. Great insights as always from our friend, Amir Sarfati, founder and president of Behold Israel. Hey, two things, number one, be sure to give Amir a follow. Subscribe to the Behold Israel channel. If you like the Watchman newscast, you will love what Amir is doing at Behold Israel, so be sure to subscribe to his channel. Number two, check out my entire interview with Amir. It was a special Watchman exclusive. We went for a good while and it was great content. <clears throat> Amir, as always, bringing cutting-edge analysis and biblical perspective and encouragement. Again, that was last Friday's newscast, March 25th. Just check it out in our archives right under newscast. I think you'll enjoy it. Quick programming note before I go, tomorrow, let's see, March 30th, we're almost into April, hard to believe, we will have a Watchmen live stream from Dallas. Yes, we've not been able to do a live stream the past few weeks because of some scheduling conflicts, but we'll be back with you live tomorrow, between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the channel. Be sure to bring your questions for our Q&A session. I'm sure we'll have a lot of questions about this Gog-Magog war that is coming one day, who knows when, but it may be closer than some suspect. Until tomorrow, thanks for joining us here on the Watchman Newscast. God bless you, and remember, never hold your peace.